Blessings and salutations. Welcome back to the Primal Beast Podcast. I'm your host with the most, man oh man, Don P, here providing you with that extraordinary commentary. Yeah, man. Um, let me say this, man. This this today's show is going to take a different uh tone from how I normally present and what I normally talk about with dealing with women and you know being an advocator. Let me say this, man. Uh, before I continue, make sure that you bring a friend, tell a friend, share the podcast, tune in, follow me, become a Patreon subscriber. I have the five, the ten, twenty-five, and fifty-dollar tiers. I want to thank you so much. Uh, also, do not forget, man. If you're good to the game, the game will be good to you, man. Bless up, man. Pay your tithes, give it. The best nation is a donation via the Cash App. And also do not hesitate to reach out to me for personal consultations. Yes, indeed, man. I want to thank you. Uh, today's topic, man, what I want to talk about is the brother, man, Young Dolph. Yeah, man. You know, it's sad. Another, you know, no matter how much you talk about black lives matter, it seems like black lives don't matter enough. You know, personally, bro, I fucks with Dolph. I've always liked his music. You know, from preach to, you know, born in the 80s, crack babies. I've always enjoyed his music. 
You know? Um, but just yesterday, broad daylight, the brother, the homie, you know, very talented artist, a loving father, a man that's left behind a wife, a mother, family, and, you know, millions of adoring fans, you know, are left to mourn and just reminisce, you know, on uh, the impact that he's had in the culture, whatever. And even on some people in their lives. But man, unfortunately, man, this is a constant reminder. A constant reminder. Unfortunately, of that, you know. In reality, man, everybody don't love you. The hate is real. Over the years, you know. Dolph has always, you know, he's had beef with other rappers, Yo Gotti, Black Youngster. Uh, in fact, I was just listening to The Breakfast Club, I believe that was, what, about a week ago, and, and I didn't even know Dolph was also beefing with Soldier Boy, a.k.a. Big Draco, he goes by these days. And, um, man, it, it's just really sad, tragic, that's why I just played this music, this song, man. You know, it's so real with Dolph saying that song, man. You know, tell your mama that you love him while here. Tell your friends, tell your kids, tell your woman, tell your your friends, your family, everybody. Give them the every, give everyone their flowers while they're here. And that's why I always tell you guys about staying in the moment, living in the moment, living life one frame, frame by frame. Appreciate the life that you have. No matter what you're going through, no matter how you're being challenged physically, no matter what's going, what's happened, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, because we only get one shot at this life. You know. Love. Show the token of love, the greatest token of love that we can show someone is appreciation. Thank you. Hey, man, I just wanted to tell you, just call somebody out to clear blue, man. I love you. Hey, man, you ran across my mind, man. I just wanted to let you know, man, I care about you. See, even if you can't give no one no money, no gifts, no whatever, give people that love. Love is a very involuntary thing. You know? But going back to Dolph, man, it's just really sad. Man, in broad day, like getting gunned down by some shotters. Just going to go get some cookies in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. Now, originally, Dolph is actually from Chicago, all right? And in fact, you know, I'm from East Chicago myself, man. It's only about, what, 20 minutes outside Chicago. But there, man, listen, I've been going to Memphis when I was a kid. Memphis, for me, is like a second home to me. When I got older and I got 18, 19, started hanging out on Bill Street and shit, man, going out there. Man, I'm talking about some great times, good times, good vibes. But in the city of Memphis, that I got to be honest, they've always had a high murder rate. It's always been hot out there. You know, you've always got, you know, motherfuckers that was just into some, you know, just on some bullshit. 
And let me say this, though, man. We know it's a goddamn shame, man, that killing happens, murders happen. You got haters. You got motherfuckers that just want to see you do bad. You always got motherfuckers, you know, trying to take what you've worked so hard to attain and to acquire in your life. But I got to be honest, man. When you make it and you become successful, bro, you got to understand the things you used to do, you can't probably you can't do no more. Places you used to go, you can't go anymore. People that you used to affiliate and associate yourselves with, possibly you can't affiliate and associate themselves with yourselves with anymore. Why? To protect your own motherfucking life. And especially if people are not operating on the same frequency that you're on. Especially if people are not looking to acquire and to do the same type of moves that you're making. Birds of a feather flock together. Let's understand that. One of, the, one of these things just doesn't belong here. And you may have to remove yourself because here's the reality, man. I get it. When you're in the hood, you want to fly, man, this is my hood. This is my block. I own this shit. I'm that motherfucker, man. Look at all the love that I'm getting. Look at all the, you know, I've, the hood, they fuck with me. I'm a real one. Since A1, since day one. I've been day down. Ten toes down. And I get it because, listen, for a lot of us, man, coming, especially if you're an urban city youth coming out of one of the boroughs in New York, let's say it's Harlem or Queensbridge, Bed-Stuy, Staten Island, uh, you know, Brooklyn, the Bronx. What are you coming out the west side of Chicago, the south side of Chicago, Boys Town, Inglewood in Chicago, Inglewood, California? What are you out of East St. Louis? What are you out the, the Motor City? What are you out the D, man? Where do you come from? Baltimore, Charm City. Shout out, man. Everybody. Saw love everywhere. What are you coming from? Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> Memphis, Nashville. You know, Cincinnati, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, Gary, Indiana. Or do you coming out of East Oakland? What do you come from the Bay Area? Stockton, California, Fresno, Compton, Watts. What you guys understand something, man? A lot of times, man, where you begin is not where you're always destined to end. Does that mean that you turn your back on your A1s, your day ones, you forget where you come from? Hell the fuck no. That's not what I'm saying at all. But one thing you got to understand, man, when you gain a certain level of, of popularity, when you begin to acquire things and you have success and your income bracket changes, Guess what, man? You have to modify your life accordingly. So I'm talking about, man, we keeping it real, man. We keeping it a buck fifty and all this shit, man. That's how, that's what got Nip got fucked up. Right where he stayed at. Rolling 60s, you know what I'm saying? Area and shit. I think he was what? I don't know. No, I think he was part of what? The South Side Crips? 
We look at uh, a fellow label member who was also on Empire Records like Young Duff was with MO3. We look at King Von, even though King Von, you know, that shit happened to him in Atlanta. King Von is from the uh, is, is from the city, Chicago, Chirac. Man, I'm reminded of what Boosie said, man. Boosie badass. He said most rappers get killed in their own city. But we can extend that beyond rappers. Because I know a lot of dudes, man. After they did on a tour of duty serving their country. I know a lot of dudes after they've, you know what I mean, started a business. After they began a new family and everything, they, you know, they, you know, everything is getting better. Everything is getting bigger. Everything is getting brighter. Go back to the hood. Like in the case of Young Dolph, the cookie shop is actually a couple of miles away from his grandma's house. Go to the hood at the, you know, being, you know, honorable men and trying to do something for the community. Dolph, they said uh, he owned 100 properties. In the Memphis area. What I'm saying is this man. For every. Five. Supporters of fans that you have. You got at least one hater. Let's say you have a 10 to 1 ratio. Everybody don't love you. Everybody not going to like you for whatever reason. They don't have to have a justifiable cause or reason. And when you are in an underserved, an underprivileged area, when motherfuckers, they don't have a vision, they don't have a goal, they're not on their quest to becoming a main man of destiny and a self-fulfilling prophecy. A lot of motherfuckers don't have a purpose. They just live in hand to mouth, trying to hit a lick, trying to hit a stain here and there. You can't be around motherfuckers like that, bro. Listen, the most dangerous man in the world is a man with nothing to fucking lose. And I want you guys to understand something, man. Dolph, for an example, man, Lambo. Everybody knew his Lambo would have looked like. Memphis is not that big. It's relatively a small town. And when you're doing great things, you got money and shit, your name is going to ring out. And especially when you're in the, pro when you're in the public eye. Especially when you're a rapper, you and you you got videos, you rocking out shows and shit. And especially with social media these days, everybody ain't gonna like that, man. And I'm always telling you guys something else, man, about that fan shit. This is why I tell you, bro, don't be a fan of nobody. Don't be a fan of me because listen, uh, I've never been a fan of anybody. I admire and I respect the workmanship of others. But one thing I've always understood that where the fan comes, there's a thin line between admiration and hateration. That line is so thin, it's almost like a yawn, like a string of dental floss. You guys understand that shit. And no matter how, how much giving you do, no matter how generous you are, no matter how big of a philanthropist you are, man. A motherfucker always going to feel like you should give them more. You should do more. And then you got some motherfuckers just going to want to come up and take. Because they're nothing but palmer worms. They're nothing but canker worms. They're nothing but the locusts that's there to eat up anything that you got, Jack. Real shit.
You have to understand, bro, when you are successful or you're around other people that still struggling or maybe still striving and surviving. When people see you, you know, you got a lot of these rappers, man, you walking around here with, you know, 500, half a million dollars worth of jewelry around your neck and your fingers. And, and you know, another hundred thousand of gold and platinum white gold in your fucking mouth and shit. Guys gonna get jealous of that because you know a motherfucker gonna look at you and say, that motherfucker ain't all that. Little punky ass nigga, little bitch ass dude. Real shit. And especially when you're on, in your own hood when everybody's normal as little Adolf. Man, I remember man, he wanted shit, man. Oh, don't say, man, he was good, man. He was alright, he was cool, but man, that motherfucker wasn't doing shit, man. That motherfucker was lame as hell. That motherfucker was whack as hell, man. That motherfucker was corny. That should have been me, man. I got better bars than he do. This is all the shit that happens when you come up in your neighborhood, Jack. Man, I know his mama. Man, I know his little sister's little brother, man. No, they was cool, man, but his sister had a little fat ass. See, this is how motherfuckers talk about you. And listen, bro, I admire the guys that have a heart for their community. I admire the dudes that want to keep it real, want to give back to the hood and shit. That, that's always been admirable. Always. Whether it was a dope boy, whether it was a pimp, whether it was a hustler, whether it was a, a, a politician that just had a heart for his place and his community, whether it was even a preacher or a pastor. Or anyone that just felt like this is their life's goal and their mission. But here's the reality, man. When you get on, bro, you got to get out. When you shape up, you got the ship out just to protect yourself. It's not about you living in fear and being scared and shit. Because I know a lot of kid dudes, niggas feel like, hey, man, ain't nobody going to run me off my shit, man. Fuck all that shit, man. I got shooters, nigga. Nigga, you got gun, nigga. I got the toolies, too, nigga. I got big Dracos and shit around me, too, nigga. But let me tell you something, bro. Anybody can get touched. That's the reality. That's what happens. In the case of Young Dolph, he was a big fish in a small pond. Real shit, man. It's important for me to talk about this because I know a lot of you guys, man, you are becoming successful. You are moving up in the ranks. God is blessing your life. You stand committed to your craft. You stand on your purpose. You stand on your grind. But you must understand one thing. And especially if you're a guy and you know, you know, I do know some dudes that can live in the hood, but that's because, listen, bro, I know a lot of cats right now that got 150,000, 100,000, 20, 20 bands, you know, 50 bands in the safe, in the stash, and, but motherfuckers don't know they're living like that, though. But naturally, the more money you make, you're going to want to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You're going to want to ride cleaner. You're going to, you know, you're going to start having different lifestyle, you know, habits and shit like that, bro. And motherfuckers are always watching you. Sometimes, bro, just being too clean. Your hoodie is cleaner than his. <laughs> your jeans are clean. You come out the crib and you got a, a different pair of J's and shit to wear for every different, you know, day of the year. 
That can make you a target on its own. And what I'm saying is this, man. We understand that the shit can happen anywhere you go because, hey, hey, man, I don't care where you move to. This is not heaven that we live in. Even in Cali and shit. And even, you know, how many houses get robbed out there in uh, Calabasas and the uh, Malibu Hill, Beverly Hills and shit. Chino Hills, California, where a lot of, you know, rich, successful, prosperous people are living at. That happens. But it's all about, too, probability, lessening your chances of that shit happening. When you right in the hood, man, and you got a name for yourself, and your name rings out, your name carries weight, you got that clout, motherfuckers gonna wanna try you, motherfuckers gonna wanna tempt you. Because the reality of it is, man, in the hood, everybody can be petty, man. Most people are losing their lives over petty shit. Because maybe, you know, you got over on the motherfucker, cut a motherfucker off, and the motherfucker catch up to you at the light. Boom. Motherfucker want to end your shit. Petty shit. Maybe somebody old motherfucker $50. Because this is a lot of beta males in the hood. Everybody is a hothead. Everybody's already on edge. Man, you got to understand, mental health really affects the urban community at an alarming rate. A lot of people have childhood traumas. Then you combine that with, you know, you know, the child, well, let's just say, uh, the childhood traumas can, can, you know, commences with, you know, um, daddy issues, the father not being in the home. Maybe mama didn't spend enough time with you and shit like that. Coupled with impoverishment. Not ever having enough or having just enough. Being in a zone six uh, jurisdiction. Being in the PJs. Bunch of bandos. And all you got is basically, you know, in a drug infested community and shit, Jack. It's a lot to deal with. So when you have all of these combustible elements, a lot of people ain't got shit. Motherfuckers basically, yeah, then that's when you have that crap in the bucket mentality. When you're trying to climb out, you're getting a high, motherfucker want to pull you back down. Like, no, nah, motherfucker. This is what happens, man. This is what goes on. Everybody don't love you. Don't be discouraged by it. Just accept it, and you got to move accordingly. That's what I'm saying. And the reality of it is is that no one has to love you. Nobody has to like you. Love God. Love yourself. Love your kids. Love your family. Love your friends. And that's it. It's not a thing when you're saying fuck everybody else and everything. But you must be able to move wisely. Move very carefully. Even Jesus said in his word, his own received him not. And a lot of times where you're from, your own may not receive you not, man. If I want to set you up, because, you know, bro, because let me tell you something, man, especially about a lot of dudes. A lot of motherfuckers feel like that should have been me. They will look at you with contempt. 
I look better than him. I rap better than him. I got more swag than him. I got more charisma than him. I get more hoes than him. I got I can get more money than him. All of this shit plays a part into it. You know, when people look at you, man, this is just a harsh reality. This one more talking about your know, presentation, even dealing with women. People always want to size you up. I want you guys to understand this shit. Now, I'm not like this. I know many of you guys are not, and maybe some of you guys are. But, bro, we live, listen, bro, there's a lot of dudes out here. Because a lot of men, a lot of dudes can tend to have an inferiority complex. They want to size you up and be like, oh, this motherfucker ain't all that shit in the back of their mind. Deep on the subconscious level. Why him? He ain't doing shit. Motherfucker ain't got no bars. You never know, man. Motherfuckers in his own hood feel like, man, I should be the motherfucker out of Memphis. I'm a colder rapper than him, Gotti, Juicy J, 3-6 Mafia, 8-Ball MJG. <laughs> man, we have a, we've had a lot of talent come out of the Memphis, Tennessee area in the hip-hop uh, culture, bro. Real shit. Yeah, we always hear about New York, L.A., even Atlanta. But, bro, we've had a lot of talent come out of that Memphis area, Jack. Real shit. But this is sad. Another sad case, another sad story. That's why, man, listen, bro, you can't make yourself a target. This is nothing I want to bring out. You have to be very careful from this standpoint. While you may just consider yourself living your life, enjoying the fruits of your labor, you can actually be teasing the palates. I want you guys to hear me on this. By dangling, you know, that shiny red thing in front of someone's eyes. For example, here you got, you know, dearly departed, beloved, Young Dolph riding around in Lambos and Bentleys and shit. Talking about, I remember, you know, he talking about he the first rapper to be independent. How he made $22 million on his own. And he's putting this shit on social media. And you're still in the fucking hood. I got to be honest, that's very foolish. It's almost like you tell him, it's almost like you baiting a motherfucker to come in and say, come and get me. I'm here, motherfucker. I ain't going nowhere. Bro, you can't be out here talking about you got to sign to a $22 million deal, man. Right or wrong, I get it. Murder is wrong. Killing is wrong. Of course, thou should not kill. Thou should not commit a 187. I get it. But you don't tease people like that. Bro, for example, when I used to go to the club, bro, I knew real hitters, man. That would just go to the club and watch motherfuckers at the bar bring pulling out knots and wads of cash and shit. And wait on their ass in the fucking parking lot. Rob their ass. I know a lot of dudes that were sending, you know, bitches to certain dope boys and hustlers or just even prominent businessmen. Set motherfuckers up, bro. This is bro, this this game has been going on for a long time. That's why, honestly, bro, I be telling y'all, don't be flashy, bro.
Like I heard the baby say, yeah, man, hey, where I go, young and I, I carry 50 bands with me. Why? That's stupid. You're making yourself a target. You're making yourself a mark. You're making yourself a lick. You're teasing people. And I know everybody going to say, man, it don't matter, man. No one should ever take some zone. I agree with that. Unfortunately, a lot of people, we're not dealing with high character individuals, especially in the hood, especially from a place where it's underprivileged, man. That's why I call this shit the fucking concrete jungle. Excuse me for saying this, man, but when you deal with niggas, man, niggas only understand one motherfucking thing. A lot of times it's violence. Niggas don't understand prayer. Niggas don't understand what it is to be diplomatic with you. Niggas don't understand how to talk shit out. Because niggas only know how to react. Oh, but y'all don't hear me, though. Niggas don't under really understand what it is to grind and to get on and to stay at it and perfect your craft with something. Motherfuckers don't understand what it is to be in the gym 24-7 because it's easier to just go hit a lick. It's easier to be devious. It's easier to plot on a motherfucker that already got something and take it from his ass. It's unfortunate that we've heard we've had the losses of Nipsey Hustle. It's unfortunate that we've had, you know, the, the loss of, you know, Young Dolph and many, many other rappers, man. King Von, Tupac, Biggie. Sad. One way or another, motherfucking other. Even Biggie back in the day, man, going to a whole nother city where you know the tensions were high. You know everyone had love for Tupac on the West Coast. You had no business being out there. Lay the fuck low. But we talk about life being the survival of the fittest. That means you know how to move in these motherfucking streets. That's what it's about. We talk about street smarts and street IQ. You know how to move. You understand the street psychology. Bro, I know a dealer from a killer, from a stiller, from a hustler. From a straight grimy motherfucker. That's what it means to, you know, uh, to, to have street IQ. I'm telling you right now, bro, it's just not wise to be in a place you got everything around motherfuckers that has nothing. When you go from nothing to something, you got to be around a whole lot of motherfuckers that got a whole lot of something. Motherfuckers that got something to lose. And for me, bro, I still go out, but I don't go to a place where motherfuckers living at home and it's mama's baby. That motherfucker ain't got shit to lose. See, the place I hang out now are with people that, that, that have businesses, people that have homes, individuals that have families. They can't afford to go out here and be ignorant because they can lose everything in one motherfucking life and one motherfucking night. One bad move, one bad decision, one bad choice. It's a wrap. But see, you're around motherfuckers that's trying to look for a come up. A motherfucker that ain't got nothing to lose but everything to gain and you the one that he can gain off of, you're in a very dangerous, a very perilous situation. And my condolences goes out to Young's Dolph, his kids, and his family.
It really does. Because it is sad. But we got to be smart out here, man. There's two things that get a man fucked up. His arrogance and his ignorance. Let me say it again. Two things that would get a nigga fucked up every fucking time is his ignorance and his arrogance. It's arrogant to be in the hood thinking, yeah, man, I'm flossing, man. Man, they can't touch me, man. This is my motherfucking hood, nigga. This is my streets, nigga. I run this town, nigga. No matter if you know the fucking mayor. It don't matter if you get a personal invite to the governor's mansion and shit. Think niggas give a fuck about that shit? And you around here in Bentley trucks and Lambos riding lavish and shit? Motherfuckers up there struggling? Come on, man. You don't tempt people. Sometimes, bro, you got everything you around, motherfucker, they ain't got nothing. That's, that's, they feel like you're mocking them. Don't you understand some shit, man? This is how the, the mind of a hater really works. Oh, this motherfucker mocking me. Oh, this motherfucker, even in the summertime, I'm eating lobster and steak and all this extra shit. Fuck he think he is. Being in this hood. Because this, even the hood know you shouldn't be there. That's the reality. The motherfuckers that's in the trap, that's actually stuck in there, know you ain't got no business being there with your dumb ass. That's how they really feel. And at the same time, you don't owe nobody nothing. They may feel like you owe them something. Because you hear, motherfucker, hey, man, give me a jug. Who knows who came to Dalton and said, hey, man, put me on your label, man. Who knows, hey, man, let me go on tour you, man. Let me rock the mic. Let me be your opening act. But they feel like Dalton maybe thought they was trash. Maybe Dalton was like, nah, man, okay, I'll check you out, man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I'm like, hey, they say, man, fuck this nigga, man. About to go doing. Because they may look at Dolph as an op or anybody that's successful as an op. When you just merely call yourself, hey man, I'm just going down to the cookie show, go visit my favorite place, say what's up, show, say what's up, love to the hood, go back later, record another song in the studio. Nah. It's real out here in the field. I told y'all the scavengers out here in the field, man. Scavengers, these are the takers. The scavengers, these are the breakers. The scavengers, these are your haters. The scavengers, these are your these are your killers, man. They come in to murk you. They come in to hurt you and take everything you got. Now, listen, let me say this. It's not about living in fear. But it's also not being ignorant. It's also not being arrogant. Can't be in the, in the hood thinking nobody gonna want to hit a lick on you, man. Even if you do live out in the birds, you just come to the hood, show face a little bit here and there. There's a lot of love in this world. Absolutely it is. You may get a hundred daps and handshakes. Hey, man, we love what you're doing, man. I love your work. I respect you, man. You really helped my life. You really changed my life and all that, man. You're going to get all the hugs, all the wishes, all the salutations, all the greetings, all the blessings. 
But I want you guys to understand, man, everybody that's in that crowd, the haters gonna stand back and look at my man, man, fuck that nigga, man. Mad because you may have his girl may be your biggest fan. His son may look up to you. Idolize you. All his friends around him, man, man, that man, he, yeah, man, that, that's my dude right there. And especially when you're in close proximity. I want you to understand something, bro, about becoming commonplace at times. It's good to be relatable. Every time I do what I do for my hood. But sometimes you become too commonplace and shit, man. A lot of times, continuity breeds jealousy and envy. Let me share with you something, man. And because that a lot of times your success coupled with the fact that people may see you every day and everything, you got to understand something, man, about the godlike complex. People always worship something or want something that they can't have, something that they can't reach, something that they can't hold, something that they can't acquire or attain. Think about it like this, man. If everybody had a million dollars right now, how special would it be to actually have a million dollars? Everybody can do that. Oh, everybody can do that. That ain't shit. See, this is why being able to sing or being able to rap or to dance or, you know, uh, being able to have an athletic ability is so revered. It's so respected. It's worshipped. It's venerated. It's pedestalized because not everybody can do that shit. If everybody can sing and dance like Michael Jackson, he wouldn't be Michael Jackson. If everybody was able to play ball and hoop and dominate the game of basketball the way Michael Jordan did, there would be no Michael Jordan. See, it's not that special to shit because everybody can do that. <laughs> it's not that special to open up and talk because everybody can do that. It's not that special to be a bum because anybody and everybody can do that. All you got to do is don't do nothing at all. Oh, but y'all don't hear me though. But so you have a specialized skill and talent or maybe you've just been blessed. Some people are, 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 are fortunate to get in the place of success. Hey, man, you got to watch out. Because in the hood, you don't want to be the man. They've always said, but that's the number one rule I've always learned about being in the, in the streets, man. In the hood, you don't want to be the man. Yeah, your name may ring out. Everybody may know your name, but, but I got to be honest with you, man. A lot of cats that I've seen that was the man, they didn't live very long to live out being the man to become a legend. They had a very short run. It was very short-lived. The first gangster film I've ever been to, closed casket, was my cousin Lamont. Lamont Brown. No, no, excuse me, Lamont Smith. Seven years of age. At the age of five or six or whatever, that's the first time I've actually seen a man having to slurp food out of a blender. Because they had shot him up a whole bunch of times before. Right there in Minnesota. 19 years of age. 
but he was the motherfucking man at 19. Had all the cars sitting on days and shit, bro. He was doing it just like they was in the movie Paid in Full. With your boy Apo that just met his demise a couple of weeks ago. And AC and uh, you know, and uh, his boy that he killed, that Apo killed in the movie, that, that played as Makai Fife. The uh, Porter dude. So I always understood from an early age, man, like, hey, you got to know how to move out here wisely. Put your ego to the side and get the fuck out of Dodge. Get the fuck out the way. Stay incognito. I ain't saying you got to live your life in fear, but hey, I ain't saying you got to be no punk. Motherfucker, come to you, man. You got to handle your business and do what you got to do. But what I'm saying is this, bro, when you when you are in a cesspool of poverty, when you are in a in, in a in a in a place in the trenches, in the ditches, where motherfuckers just ain't got it and shit, and especially in a place like Memphis, man. I mean, it's not like it's a lot of big enterprise going on there. You know, it's not like Seattle, Washington. It's not like Silicon Valley. It's not like, in, which is in San Francisco, California. It's not like even, hell, a lot of times, a lot of different places in Chicago or New York or Atlanta or Houston or Dallas. When you got a lot of people that's making big moves in a lot of these places, even a place like Boston, Massachusetts. It's Memphis, man. Skinny, man. I, man. It ain't that out there. I gotta be, I gotta keep it a buck with y'all, man. And in place of the Dolphin, what was his shooters at, man? See, that's another thing. You get so comfortable being out. Because I understood, man, like I just said, man, it's been this man's hood for the last 25 years. You get so comfortable walking around in your chains and shit. You feel like I'm at home. And, bro, that's the most dangerous thing when you get too comfortable. It's not about being paranoid, living your life in fear, and being petrified and terrified. But it is about staying on your toes. It is about keeping your head on the swivy. It is about not making yourself no fucking target. I don't know why Duff couldn't have run somebody to the store. Hey, man, go give me some cookies. Hey, man, go get this or that. Hey, baby. Hey, well, hey, hey. And that's another thing, bro, that I see too, too many times. Bro, but y'all got somebody around you that's blessed and that can... And listen, because let's just be honest. I'm sure right now, with Dolph being dead... The vision also dies. I'm sure the Dolph took care of his mama, many of his family members and his relatives now. Now they may not know what to do. They may be up Sheep's Creek without a paddle. His kids, most importantly. What I'm saying is protect the franchise. That's what I'm saying. Just like with all of these rappers is getting killed and shit. Why are they always alone? 
Where's your entourage? Where are your brothers? Where are your cousins? Where's your daddy? Where are your uncles? Where are your hitters at, man? Where are your handlers at, man? Where are your A1s and your day ones at? They keep you off the line, like to keep you, hey man, no, bro, you don't need to be running around like that, man. Hey man, you out here in that Lambo and shit, bro, you know, in the Bentley, bro, I don't believe, hey man, I'm just saying that ain't wise. Where's his wise counsel? That's what I'm saying. And that's what all of these rappers, where your people at? Because, see, let me tell y'all something, man. The label don't give a fuck about these artists and these entertainers. Because whether you're dead or whether you're whether you, uh, whether you alive or dead, they're going to make more money off you. In fact, they make more money off you when you're dead than when you're alive. Now they get to sell all your memorabilia. Now the streaming sales go up. Now we can do tributes to you. Rest in peace, young Dolph. Rest in heaven, this and that. You know, let, let me say this too, bro. We almost got a sick culture where, and I got to say this, man, this is going to be hard for me to say this. We want to go get the t-shirts made. We want to get the spray paint, you know. Everything is hashtag this, hashtag that right now. Everything is a trend. So you dead and gone, that's all you are. Especially nowadays. Rest in heaven, rest in power. Prayers up for the king, the legend. Which is nothing wrong with that. But we got to do everything that we can do. We have to protect ourselves and each other. And back to this arrogant thing, and we have to listen, bro. No matter how successful you get, you have to be able to listen and keep it, keep some friends around that's gonna keep it a buck with you. You don't need a bunch of yes men around you. Yes men will get you fucking killed. Yes men will get you hurt. Yes men will have you losing everything. You don't need that shit. You need a you need a real motherfucker in your corner. That's going to talk some sense into your head. And I don't believe Dolph or many of these rappers ever really had that shit. Because motherfuckers around them really don't give a fuck. Because why? Somebody's always trying to capitalize off of their death. Off of their demise. And when they did and they're gone, anybody going to take care of their family? Nobody going to give a fuck about his kids? Except his immediate. But everybody in the industry that he was doing business with, yeah, it sounds good in the tribute, in the speech, at the Hip Hop Awards, at the Source Awards, the BET Awards. But won't come on the podcast and the shows and pay their condolences and their respects. But that's about it. But the soul is gone. The man is gone. And bro, I, I want to say this in closing, man. We got to start appreciating trying to live a life of longevity. It's not the worst thing in the world to become older in life. Doesn't mean you have to age out or whatever, but our culture celebrates dying young. The good die young, that's the truth. And all this shit, man. 
That's why values are being lost because the elderly keep dying off. They, you know, we're not really pass, you know, they're not really passing down values and knowledge and wisdom to younger generations, and that's how we become a lost culture. That's how we become the lost tribe. That's how this shit happens. But double salute, man. I just wanted to share these thoughts with y'all. Hey man, shalom, go in peace, double salute. I am your host with the most, man, on man to Don P. Uh, till next time, be humble, be careful, be great, and I will talk to you soon, man. Double, double, uh, double salute, shalom, TTYL, love.